I live in the weak and the wounded. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. I like to dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Hello? How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. Hang up. I didn't tell him my name. They're all a part of it. They're all pods, all of them. Whatever you do, don't fall. They mostly come at night. Mostly. I'm scared to close my eyes. I'm scared to open them. What do we do? Why don't we just wait here for a little while? See what happens. Welcome to Critics Not Cynics, the podcast that tries to prove that you can be a critic without being a cynic. And this is, unfortunately, a little bit of an error. Um, We had recorded an entire, I would say it was probably about an hour, if not more, long episode. But due to some unforeseen circumstances, we lost everything pretty much that we had recorded. So... Uh, apologies beforehand, this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, this is going to be focusing on a movie that uh, was provided as a screener um, that I um, you know, wanted to provide my review for, as today is the day of release for that movie um, on VOD and streaming. Um, so, unfortunately, you will not hear Leslie's thoughts on Trick or Treat, or my thoughts, obviously, you can go back and listen to last year's 31 Days of Halloween or Horror, however I named it, and uh, listen to my thoughts on that. Uh, I will get let you know that Leslie scored it a 3 out of 5. She really enjoyed it, um, but it you know it's one of those differences for her, whereas horror is not her main genre of uh, choice. So... Um, but she overall really liked it. Uh, I know she said her favorite story was the uh, was uh, Sam's story within the movie, and um, that she liked a, a lot of the character work that she identified with Rhonda's character because that was some of how uh, she dealt with when she was younger, kind of peer pressure and and uh, and stuff like that. So apologies again that you won't be able to hear that episode. Uh, it was a really good one. I was really proud of all the stuff we talked about, but such is technology, um, and maybe we'll we'll redo it next year. Um, so for this episode of the podcast, it'll be a little bit shorter. It will be just me, Patrick, today uh, hosting it. Um, we're going to be discussing the movie Blood from Stone. Uh, which was gracefully uh, provided uh, to us as a screener, um, and it releases today, October 30th. We still wanted to release an episode since we had teased one, 
uh, for Halloween. Uh, just unfortunately, we will not be covering Trick or Treat. So with that said, we are going to go ahead and talk about Blood from Stone. And the premise of that movie is, uh, as I pull it up here, the old era of vampires has been forced into darkness, yet they are drawn to the dawning of a new era for themselves with a longing to be free of their savage curse. And um, like I was saying, of course, uh, before I move into it, I'm all, all over the place uh, now, uh, we're going to go ahead and play the trailer for you. Of all the places, what made them move out here? Ah, she always liked the lights. She said that uh, it's almost like having sunlight again. Seems vulgar to me. Nico, do you mind if we ask you a few questions? Do you know this man? He looks like my ex, Joe. A few nights ago, he showed up here drunk. Let's do another round on good old Joe. This is the best stuff. 178 proof. Yeah, I like this guy. Drink up. Kills all the pain. you like to die? <laughs> I'm already dead, remember? You're the one who turned me. You can't give back what you took from me. It's okay to move on. Find new passions. Look at us. We created this whole world. This isn't about you anymore. This is about my life now. It's my turn. Now we're just hiding from you. You're on the news. This isn't the old days. It's not like it used to be peasants or pitchforks. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be normal. Well, how's that working out for you? It's working itself out. If you were anyone else, I would have killed you already. <sighs> All right, so that was the trailer. And uh, much like when I recorded this review prior, I apologize beforehand if I butcher any of the actors' names. Um, they are a little Eastern European, um, so it, it's, it's just a little bit hard for me to pronounce, especially with not having heard uh, it spoken before. But... Uh, the, the trailer, I don't think, does a, a really good job, nor does the premise of, of really kind of setting up what this movie is, is all about. Um, it is very much a uh, kind of a romance horror film. Uh, so don't let that turn you off completely from the movie. Uh, I think one of my, my biggest complaints about the, the film overall is that um, it, it runs a little too long. It's just under two hours. Uh, and there just is not, I, th I think, enough that happens within the movie that really justifies that, that long runtime. 
Uh, I think the story could have been shored up a little bit more with maybe some different set pieces or different events or actions that occurred. Um, but that's just some of the negative stuff I have to say. Let's kind of dive into the positive stuff. So again, I apologize if I pronounce your, your actual name wrong, but Vanya uh, Kapitanovic, who plays Yuri, or uh, since he says all Americans pronounce his name wrong, uh, Joe, is kind of, uh, he, you know, he's our, our main character along with Gabriel Toth's character of Daria, um, and the movie focuses on their relationship. Now, um, as I had discussed with Leslie before we, we lost all that stuff, um, I think with when Joe made uh, Daria a vampire, because it was kind of a, a lust thing where he wanted her, but it was not necessarily uh, a reciprocated uh, uh, attraction um, that... You know, throughout these centuries that they have, have been living, um, the, she kind of always holds contempt towards Joe. And uh, again, this movie kind of starts off with, I think, one of my favorite sequences uh, in a vampire movie where, and, and again, I think it kind of also sets a wrong tone for the rest of the movie, because uh, if you think that this is how the movie's going to be, it... it Parts of it are, but it, it really focuses on Joe and, and Daria's relationship and, and Daria's conflict. Um, so I will say that um, Joe <laughs> ends up insulting kind of these barflies, uh, and they go outside for a fight. The guy's thinking they're going to be able to kick his ass, and of course things don't quite turn out that way for them. And uh, I also had this feeling that it was going to be more of kind of maybe a Western type like vampire movie because it's set out in kind of the Las Vegas, Los Angeles kind of um, area where it's a little bit more desert um, and kind of like Daria works as like a, a bartender um, at like a casino hotel type of deal. Um, so I'm really kind of thinking that's kind of where it's focused. But uh, the whole central conflict on this is, is Joe wants to have a relationship with Daria, wants them to be in love together forever. But also, Joe has this really hard time of balancing kind of the monster inside of him of being a vampire and his humanity, which is, uh, you know, a thing that I have to thank Leslie for bringing up when we were discussing this uh, prior you know, the whole the whole thing about like kind of the modern vampire film is this balancing act to kind of show that there is still some humanity and the, the real conflict for a vampire is dealing with the humanity versus the monster. And that's, that's Daria's central conflict uh, that we see. She doesn't really want anything to do with Joe. She wants to kind of distance herself, but through these circumstances, she, she is connected to him eternally. And... Um, we see several times throughout the movie she kind of finds these connections with other people. Uh, her relationship with Raymond, played by Eric Cotty, is a really good aspect of the film. Uh, I think it's a really interesting aspect because it, it, it shows kind of the human, the human left inside of her. What she still really wants to be and the fact that she's trying to hide the monster underneath. Um, Another thing that uh, I kind of had discussed with Leslie Pryor was that the, I, I think it's an interesting concept for, for a vampire movie 
when uh, they focus on not necessarily viewing humans as cattle, but that this um, that this need for blood is kind of this curse that hangs over them, and so she you know, has a contract with the hospital, Joe does too, of course, like where they get blood from, you know, blood donors and the blood banks from the hospitals. It's in fact how she meets Raymond's character. Um, and instead of just going out and feeding, which is also Joe's problem in his conflict through the movie is he can't stop himself from that. Um, and kind of this thing where even the vampires themselves view themselves as kind of a plague on society, that they can't let their numbers run unchecked. Uh, scene that kind of really focuses on this is when Joe is kind of at a whorehouse and he is bitten but not finished off kind of the pimp. And as uh, the character of Victoria arrives in the film and trying to kind of establish some some peace she's kind of there as this hey we know joe is going out and doing this stuff um that you know it, it it's trying to rein him in under control because as she shows up she goes hell you didn't finish him off uh, and, and you know we need to stake him because he's starting to turn so it's not that these vampires want to run rampant and just rule the world that they're keeping themselves in check and keeping themselves kind of on the down low so that they uh, are not making themselves exposed and uh, making normal humans aware of it um and we see daria's conflict with it when she does meet a, a man who comes for a conference uh and she has a, a, an attraction to him uh and this is before she meets raymond um, and she then at one point does kind of give in to that animalistic rage. Uh, also, I will have to say that Gabriel Toth, Gabriel Toth was just absolutely stunning in this movie. As I mentioned to Leslie before, like I could, if this movie would have just focused even on her just for the whole movie, I would have been captivated the entire time. She's very stunning and she's very, very talented actress. Uh, one of the other hard things that I found in this movie was separating um, uh, Joe's actor from Jason Momoa because they have a very similar body build, physicality, uh, facial structure. You know, they both have long hair and beards. That was like I almost was con having to. I was having to convince myself that I was not watching Jason Momoa in this movie. Um, but he was fantastic. Like I said. Everyone that's in this movie does such a very good job with their roles. Um, I think my biggest complaint about the movie is just the story. The story drags on way too much and is only kind of intermittently uh, interspersed with, with scenes that kind of really attach you to the screen. Um, I, I think that the cinematography on it's very, uh, is very strong. The, the directing is strong. The acting is strong. The story just needed to be shored up a little bit more. Um, the director and writer, Jeff Ryan, I think he probably, at, from the directorial aspect of the film, is fantastic. But from the writing of the film, I think he needed to bring in uh, another person to kind of just shore up some, some things, tie up, maybe tighten it a little bit, shorten it down, trim some scenes that just didn't really need to be there. Um, like one scene I think in particular that kind of comes to mind is, is Joe just hanging out at the apartment, drinking blood and watching, um, either a movie or a soap opera, uh, and he kind of starts spilling blood on the laptop. Like it, it didn't work comedically, 
and I don't quite understand the point of it. But um, as I was mentioning with Leslie as we were talking about this, uh, there, the concept of if you love something, uh, you'll set it free if it comes back to you, you know, that it's real, that's bad paraphrase, but that's pretty much what it is. But, that, you know, for Joe, it's all about the sense of ownership. Um, that, like, he's doing everything in his power to keep Daria with him and not realizing that he is the biggest obstacle, that he is what's damaging the relationship, that, she, that he is the cause of all of her resentment. So the fact that the feelings aren't reciprocated is something that Joe just doesn't understand. And again, I think his struggle about between animal and human, I think he's always kind of meant to be this kind of bestial character, uh, that he's always going to succumb to his animalistic desire whereas Daria has that higher level of consciousness and so she has a harder time just giving in and when she does she resents herself for it so I think that those are the very strong points of the movie um, whereas I just don't quite think that the, the story overall really uh, justifies its runtime and but with that said Without going into spoilers, I, I think that the final sequence with Joe is a beautiful piece of, uh, of cinematography and directing. Uh, I'm not going to go into specifics because the movie did just release today. Um, but when you see that, that scene, I think you'll agree with just going, wow, that's just a great shot. It's a great moment. It's a great character moment. So I will say character-wise... This movie is very strong in developing its characters and fleshing them out, and the actors are really good at portraying those characters on screen and uh, understanding their motivations and, and their inner workings. So when we see their interactions, they feel real, they feel authentic. It's just that the story overall feels, <coughs> pardon me, really just kind of stretched out. Uh, I think Victoria's character... Uh, played by Nika Kitrova. Uh, she could have been introduced into the movie a lot sooner and kind of been that more, um, the more, uh, oh gosh, what am I thinking? What the word I'm thinking of, I'm missing out, missing out on. Um, but she could have been the more, the driving factor, the catalyst. That's what I was looking for. The catalyst for the final act of the film. It's very much a three act piece. First act kind of introducing us to the characters of Joe and Daria. The second act being uh, how they embrace being a vampire and how they uh, see themselves acting out in, in society. Um, whereas then the third act is kind of the final uh, confrontation and conflict resolution for those uh, actions and those characters. I just feel like it, it, it probably could have been just trimmed down by about 20 minutes. I think there's about 20 minutes of unnecessary uh, work in this film. Uh, but with that said, I still really enjoyed it. Um, like Leslie and I had talked about, uh, I'm really sad that you can't hear it. I, I really wish that there was a way for me to be able to retrieve it. I should have saved it before uh, starting editing, but that's where we lost it, was in the edit process. Um, but... Uh, the whole point about like criticizing a film, even though I might land harshly on some of, some aspects of this movie, I, I really do want to give it 
adequate praise to what I think the movie did right and what the actors did right, what the director did right. Uh, Jeff Ryan seems to have only done a couple other little projects prior to this, so if this is his first actual feature, I'm very interested to see what else he has to offer, what else he can bring to the table. Um, so I, uh, I, I really did like what he did with this movie. I just think that it, it, the writing needed some fine-tuning. You, you, don't, you don't unnecessarily need to make a movie long. Um, I think you need to have the right justifications for that runtime, and to me, it just didn't feel like it was here. Uh, I would have preferred maybe some. If you're going to go with that runtime, show more of that prior life. We have no sequences of like, like I said uh, with with Leslie, if, if they feel like they're Eastern European, or just maybe European vampires, that were you know of course created centuries ago, then eventually immigrated into the U.S and kind of this uh, commentary on immigration and assimilation within this new country and this new lifestyle. And not, not only just within a country aspect, but within a time aspect, that they are still having to adapt to the 21st century and kind of these new changes in the world. Um, and, and that they're constantly having to adapt to these changes. So I, I, I really liked a lot of the things the movie had to say, I just felt that it, it just ran way too long. And I know I keep reiterating that, but it, it's just for... It could have been a solid hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes. Um, I would have brought in Victoria a lot sooner. I would have made there a, a stronger conflict there. Um, but with that said, again, everyone's firing on all cylinders. Uh, I, I, I loved the actors in this movie. I thought they really sold it. Um, their character motivations were just perfect. It just felt way too long. Um, so with that said, I don't really have any more else to say. I'm really sorry that this uh, is a little bit shorter than what we intended. I know I had said a lot more on what we had recorded prior. So I apologize to everyone on Blood From Stone. I, I wish you could have heard what I said uh, before, but I can't recreate, unfortunately, everything that I had. Um, we talked a little bit, a lot more about that kind of, uh, the modern vampire film dealing with uh, how, how it deals with vampires now versus how like movies like Dracula or The Lost Boys kind of dealt more with the monster and that they were these just craving uh, beasts that just wanted to consume, 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 whereas now modern vampire flicks, now we, we talked a little bit about Twilight, and I'm not a fan of Twilight, not watched it, won't read it, it, it just, that's not, there's nothing appealing about what Twilight presents for me to get me to want to watch or read the books. Um, but what a lot of modern vampire movies are doing, like uh, Lovers Left Alive, which is a Jim Jarmusch movie starring uh, Tom Hiddleston and Tilda Swinton, again, dealing with these two vampire lovers who go their own separate ways throughout the centuries, but then, you know, every so often reconnect and kind of comment on the changing world, uh, which I felt like kind of did that romance uh, vampire movie a little bit better than, than Blood from Stone, um, but Blood from Stone kind of dealing with more different aspects where that, where that love's not reciprocated, but that they're more balancing trying to show the humanity versus just the straight-up beast, um, where there's more 
nuance to a vampire than just they want to suck your blood and they want to create more vampires. So I really have to uh, appreciate this entry into that kind of modern vampire uh, mythos. Um, an interesting thing that I, I did not think about before with, with Leslie was that this doesn't really deal with a lot of the vampire tropes, per se. I mean, obviously, sunlight still uh, can kill them but and, and stakes, but they don't really go anything with the crucifix route or, or anything like that. Um, and... So, but it is a, a breath of fresh air when it, with an entry into the vampire uh, genre. So I, I really uh, don't want to understate the movie and, and, and say like, well, there were, because I didn't like necessarily the overall story and how it, it ran too long for me. Uh, there's enough to praise about this movie and to recommend it to people to, to watch because I, I think it is worthy of a watch. Um, I think that other people might take away different things from it, and they might find that the, that the, that the runtime is justified. Uh, just for me, I just didn't quite feel it. So uh, I, I want to congratulate the cast uh, of the movie for, for doing a really fantastic job um, in, their, in their portrayal and presentation of their characters. I loved everyone. I don't think that there was one person on the movie that I was like, oh, they're just awful. Uh, even to the minor roles in there. Uh, I think everyone played their part perfectly. Uh, and I, again, the cinematography was great. The score is great. Um, there, Just again, I go back to the final moment with Joe in the movie without spoiling it. It's just, it's beautiful. Because it's also a very strong character moment for Joe. And, and it's Joe accepting that, you know, he is the cause of a lot of Daria's pain. And him showing his real true love and devotion for Daria. So I, I really have to appreciate that and uh, think that that's a very fine piece that caps off, again, character arcs and character motivations are, are perfectly done in this movie. Uh, I mean, I, everything feels justified, everything feels earned. So, with that all said, I'm going to score it a 3 out of 5. I'm going to recommend, uh, I know you can go out and check it out on Prime Video for rental or, or purchase. Uh, I'm assuming it would probably be up on, on Vudu or any other uh, streaming platform that uh, allows you to rent or buy movies. Um, it's, it's worth a watch. Even if you're not necessarily in the mood for a horror movie, yeah, I say that the romance is more um, more heavy or front-loaded in the movie than, than the horror is, uh, which I think that's a problem. I think that's where it really needed to strike the balance, is, is to level out and do equal thriller slash horror to, um, to romance. Uh, but I have to recommend it. I want to thank uh, everyone who uh, you know, worked on this movie for doing a great job, and thanks to uh, the people that provided the screener for us. I wish that uh, I, I could have got my co-host Patrick in here to, to also comment on it. Uh, he just didn't get time to get it watched in time, so sorry if it's a little bit more one-sided and this is a little bit more freestyle review. Uh, I really wish that we hadn't lost what we had recorded before because I think that it was a lot stronger than my current review, but I think I've provided the initial gist of, of uh, what I had to say in the, in the podcast. So uh, with that said, 
the normal spiel. You can follow us on the podcast on Twitter uh, at Critics NT Cynics. Write into the podcast at CriticsNotCynics at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Critics Not Cynics Podcast and follow the podcast on whatever podcast service you use. We are on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon Music. Uh, thanks again, everyone. Again, I apologize for uh, not having the full episode we intended. Um, that's on me, unfortunately. User error. Uh, so we will be back on the 9th of November. We will not have a, a uh, episode releasing on the 2nd. Um, so as of that time, also, my brother will be joining as a guest host onto the podcast as uh, Patrick and uh, Leslie will be taking a break. Leslie is getting things prepared for the launch of her podcast. Um, so more info to come on that when that's uh, launching in January. And uh, we will talk to you next time.